1: Good morning. Good morning, Melissa. Happy New Year's week. Happy New Year's week. It's 2022. It's going to be. It's crazy.
0: Don't claim it. Nobody claim it.
1: No. Because we thought 2021 was just going to be our year, and it wasn't my year. It was (laughs) not our year. I think 2022 is. I'm ready. When are we going the psychic? By the way, oh, we need to go back. The, I know. Like, we had one before. Really cool psychic experience. Like I'm not. I don't
0: know if I really like believed in that stuff. But we had an experience about a year and a half ago that like made me believe. And now I'm scared to go back because what if she tells
1: us like things we don't want to hear? Oh, I like that. I like to hear everything. Oh my god, that's scary to me. I don't know. Let's see. I think she'll tell us good stuff. Well, forewarning, it's
0: Christmas break, so we have five children running around Alexis's house today. So if you hear like a voice or two, a scream, a cry for help, an ask for a snack,
1: I don't know, ignore it. We are. Yeah. I don't know what you'll (laughs) hear. I heard some really crazy stuff this morning about people yelling at each other and they're like, you got roasted. Oh. Oh Oh my God. You know what we're talking about today? What? We're talking about a brand that
0: gets roasted.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Let's yes. hear about it. We're diving right in because it's a lot to unpack. All right. So, today we're talking about a brand that has literally been the talk of the town for weeks. I mean,
1: the last few weeks at least. Okay. Do you know what brand it is? No. Peloton. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Speaking of, I have that really cute Peloton hat for you. Peloton mom hat I need to give you. Oh, yes, please. I need that. Well, I assume
0: you've had as well. No less than 30 people reach out to me, sending me all the recent Peloton controversy, being like, are you going to cover it? You have to talk about it. I know. First it was when the episode aired and we'll talk about it. Then it was when the ad came out. And then it was
1: the other controversy. And I was like,
0: I'm going to cover it. Yes.
1: So here we are. We're covering it. And it's, I took Cody Rigsby's ride the other day, and he was just, you know, going well, he off was about it. all about yeah. it. Well,
0: I haven't ridden in like a week and a half, because if you can't hear from my voice again, I was sick yet again. Oh, yeah. What the hell this year, people? Not COVID, but still. So I sound a little raspy, a little extra sexy for you today. <laughs> you know, bringing the sex operator voice into the episode. So I first want to say I'm going to give a lot of spoilers. So if you have not yet watched the new Sex in the City, maybe don't listen to this episode until after you do because I'm going to destroy it for you. Yep. So pause. Stop. Okay. Now that you're here. And we're back. We're back. You've already watched Sex in the City. You can bet, like the minute I saw Mr. Big die in his shower after completing his 1000th ride on his Peloton… I planned on covering this brand partnership, but little did I know when I saw that little episode that it would turn into so much more than just brand
1: integration in an HBO series. I, mean, I was so emotional. I cried my eyes out, and Wes thought one of my family members died. And I'm like, Big died. I know, I know, me too. And he just, you know, some men just don't get like what an integral part Mr. Big was for Sex in the City. Oh, no, they don't so, get like, it. So, like, to have Sex in the City air with no Mr. Big is like. Mm. It's like, it really is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking.
0: I totally agree. Along with being a huge Sex and the City fan. I mean, that like defined my college. It came out when I was like probably a sophomore. I remember sitting in the sorority house watching it. Like I was a super fan. I'm also a Peloton super fan. I I mean. I don't want to brag, but I'm gonna brag. I was a super early adopter to the brand. Super early. I mean, I was the first person, like, of all of our circles, to get the bike. It was like late 2015, so like November. I had just had my second kid, and I knew I needed like an at-home solution because I was obsessed with spin. But like, I'm busy. Yeah. I just also, like, need it. Didn't go out of bed. And- yeah, I didn't live close to like the studio I like to go to. I needed like a quick solution. So. Peloton was it. And in my opinion, it was a game changer. And you were not on board at first. You were like, I don't know if anything can compete with like the vibe in the class, but now you're obsessed.
1: Yeah. Well, now that my favorite studio closed because that vibe you couldn't compete with, but some of these other spin studios with the lights and the, I get like, I feel like I'm going to throw up with all this shit going on. It's probably because you're old now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Anyways, how crazy is it that a brand like Peloton, which released its first stationary bike only six years ago, in 2014, or maybe seven years ago now, is such a cultural icon that it was not only featured in the reboot of Sex and the City, but like, it played such a pivotal role. Yeah. I mean, that's bonkers. I think it's it's crazy. It is. So in the first episode, we see that Mr. Big, who's played by actor Chris Noth is obsessed with Peloton. Carrie is out watching Charlotte's daughter's like piano recital and he stays behind and he's doing his thousandth ride and it's like a milestone ride and Jess King is the instructor who I really love in real life but on the episode she's playing like a fictional character. Yeah. He finishes his ride, he goes all out, he turns on the shower and tragically you see he has a heart attack, Uh right? Yeah. Carrie comes home from the piano recital and she walks in. He's still somewhat alive in the shower, and you see her run to him. She grabs him and holds him, and he dies in her arms. And I'm literally sitting there. My daughter, my five-year-old's next to me. I'm saying all the bad words at the TV, like "Call the fucking ambulance, Carrie." What are you doing? And it wasn't just me. Like on social media, everyone was like, "Oh my god, why did Carrie not call nine one one? Why
1: didn't she call sooner?" And it was so funny because the day after we watched it, I had texts from four people because they didn't know why. I can't stop thinking about it. Like, why did Carrie not call sooner? I don't get it. But
0: regardless, we learn that Mister Big has a heart attack and he dies. Right. And we all are crushed. Crushed. In that moment. And Peloton was also pretty crushed because they didn't know. So, a spokesperson for the company told BuzzFeed News that it had approved the appearance of Jess King, like as the instructor, like playing, but it was totally unaware of how the bike was going to be featured because HBO told them it was confidential. HBO procured the bike on their own, and all Peloton knew was, like, it was going to be in the episode, and I'm assuming in their mind, they're like, hell yes. like The premiere of Sex in the City, what, Peloton, of course. Great brand exposure. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? That's crazy. A lot could obviously go wrong. Yeah. Especially if you're Peloton. And... What's even crazier about this brand integration is that Peloton is now a publicly traded company and the brand stock fell to its lowest level in 19 months the day after the Sex in the City reboot premiered. Shares fell by eleven percent in one day because of that episode, which is crazy.
1: That's insane. Like, like, I mean, come on. When I was thinking about that, I mean, it is still great exposure for Peloton. Do people really think you're going to die of a heart attack after I writing mean, it? enough? People did. Uh, apparently, it's crazy.
0: People did think that it could be unhealthy for you. Apparently, and that plot twist really disrupted the brand's valuation. It was not a good look for Peloton. No. Even though, like I said, in my opinion, it's crazy people believed the bike was not good for you. I mean, or that they jumped to that conclusion so quickly. But Peloton had to fix it. And we all kind of watched and waited. We were like, what's going to happen? Did they already know? Did they not know? We waited, right? Yeah. Especially as a marketer and a Peloton junkie, I was like, what is going to happen? And in record time, in less than 48 hours, Peloton responded. And it was So creative and so smart. They posted a video to their social channels and they use it as an ad as well. And it quickly went viral. And the ad features Mr. Big and Jess King. And they're sitting on a couch really close together. It's like kind of romantic. And they're in front of a roaring fireplace. And I'm going to play it for you, Lex.
1: To new beginnings. To new beginnings. You look great. I feel great. Shall we take another ride? Life's too short not to. (laughs) (laughs) And just like that, the world was reminded that regular cycling stimulates and improves your heart, lungs, and circulation, reducing your risk of cardiovascular diseases. Cycling strengthens your heart muscles, lowers resting pulse, and reduces blood fat levels. He's alive.
0: So, the voiceover at the end of the ad reassures us that Mr. Big is very much alive and it reminds us about the health benefits of cardio. And the voice is done by none other than oh, my heartthrob, my favorite little Ryan Reynolds. Oh my God. He's just the best. And after all, like his company, Maximum Effort, was behind the spot for Peloton. Like he helped them get Chris Noth's buy in, put it together in less than 48 hours. Which is crazy. I mean, the ad's not really that intricate. It's kind of basic, and as a standalone ad, it doesn't make any sense, and it's not, nothing great. But like in response to oh, this, it was perfect. It was so so good. And if you remember, Ryan's company also produced the aviation gin parody of that other Peloton ad that got so much controversy a few years ago. The Peloton oh White. yeah, we'll talk about that again he knows how to respond, respond. quickly yeah. in general. If you haven't listened to that one, we covered that one in our Aviation Gin episode,
1: episode number three. What's crazy to me, like, I don't know if you're going to cover this, but did they call HBO and were like, we have to do this? Or like, they just did it on their own?
0: I, so they didn't say, but I doubt they even cared what HBO thought. Yeah. I mean, Chris Noth is just an actor that they could hire. You yeah. Know? So... Ryan Reynolds told The Hollywood Reporter how the 40-second ad came together in just those two days. He said, The time from conception to cameras rolling was 24 hours. Chris was in like right away, Chris Noth, but it was a whirlwind for all of us. And he said he helped secure Chris, but maximum effort has built itself on challenges like these, so while it's never easy, the secret is practice and not losing heart when challenges
1: inevitably occur. We we like more obsessed with him. I know he's amazing. He's
0: just so smart.
1: I have to tell you something really funny. The boys went and got haircuts before Christmas, like before our photos. And I always take like Google, like what haircuts they want. And Wes came in and he was late. And so I showed all the guys at the barbershop a picture of Ryan Reynolds. And I'm like, my husband, he always gets this military thing. Don't do it. Can you make him look like this? And when he walks in, they're like, oh, bro, bro, your wife's telling us you got to look like Ryan Reynolds. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And it was like the joke of the barbershop because Wes comes in and he never tells, he's just like, do whatever. They're like, your husband's so chill. I'm like, he'll be fine with it. He'll be fine. And he's like (laughs) rolling his eyes like, Alex, you want me to look like Ryan Reynolds? I'm like, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I wish my (laughs) husband had enough hair for me to direct the barber to like do a Ryan Reynolds haircut. He was so pissed after. He's like, really? You got to like direct my haircut. I'm like, I mean, I was just helping you out, buddy, for our family pictures. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) Well, they came out cute, so good job. Good job. Uh, But Peloton also responded with
0: its own staff cardiologist. So smart they have a cardiologist on staff. Her name is Dr. Suzanne Steinbaum, and she responded to many of the media outlets, like right after the Sex in the City death, and her response was really good. She said, Mr. Big lived what many would call an extravagant lifestyle, including cocktails, cigars, and big steaks. And he was at serious risk as he had a previous cardiac event in season six. So in my opinion, that justification was so important for us to be reminded of. We needed to connect like that because most fans haven't watched Sex and the City in the better part of a decade or more. Yeah. Probably. And like we probably forgot about all of Mr. Big's bad habits and the fact that he did have that incident in season six. So like the fact that he had a heart attack... Didn't really necessarily correlate to like his cardiovascular activity, it was his lifestyle, oh and yeah. his age
1: and his age. I mean, Mr. Big was like mid sixties, right? well, Carrie was fifty five in that episode, so he must be older. yeah, yeah I totally. think he was ten years older, but yeah, if you knew anything about Big, he always had his cigar. I mean that's just like death, and he smoked him, so there that's yeah. so I mean skin for trouble. I liked that they had that person that their cardiologists respond to
0: those articles. So for a few minutes, literally a few minutes, Peloton was on top of the world. The media was applauding their quick response. Peloton junkies everywhere, just like myself, were sharing the commercial all over social media saying, yeah, yeah, Peloton, screw you, HBO. We were so proud to be behind the brand. And even some of the world's leading PR executives called this the best crisis response they had ever seen. And it seemed like
1: All was well and good in the world. And then, dun dun dun. Well,
0: even before the dun dun dun, shares of the brand stock even went up within 24 hours of the ad's release. So, like, that instantly. But then, Alexis,
1: dun dun dun. (laughs) This like pains my heart. So, just say it. I know. Because I read every article and it's like, what I know. The well, hell, dude, the shit hit the fan again. A week after the
0: first episode of Sex and the City's reboot aired, the Hollywood Reporter reported that two women, independently, who did not know each other, had accused Noth of sexual assault. And the woman, like I said, they separately came and they said that seeing him in HBO's reboot all these years later, and now post Me Too movement that didn't exist yep. back when these things happened, they were reminded of what had happened to them, it prompted them to come forward. I know many people have seen articles on both sides and it doesn't matter which side of the fence you fall on. Is it conspicuous timing to come forward right now? Yes. But also, yes, they're reminded right now. Yeah, He's back in the spotlight right now. So whether we agree or we don't agree is irrelevant. It's not okay yeah. for anyone to abuse their power and mistreat women or men. Right? So we can agree on that. So Noth calls the allegations categorically false. That's the only response we've really seen from him so far. But Peloton immediately stopped running the new ads that had worked so hard to pull together. And took it away from their social media. They archived the posts. And a spokesperson said, Every single sexual assault accusation must be taken seriously. We were unaware of these allegations when we featured Chris Noth in our response to HBO's reboot. As we seek to learn more, we have stopped promoting the video, and we've archived related social posts. And clearly, that was the right thing to do. Yes. I still think that the brand did all the right things. I oh, still think yeah. they should be applauded for their quick response. They thought on their feet. And how would they have known? They, there's no. no no one could have known. They,
1: couldn't mean, know, they wouldn't know if their instructors were accused of sexual. No. You know, everyone, they, gosh, Peloton... It's like their crisis PR team was working overtime I these mean, last couple weeks weeks. Sh- I mean, not just last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll go into it, but yeah. last
0: few years. And really, Peloton doesn't
1: seem like they can catch a break. I know. Uh, it's around every corner or something. Well, comes you know up. what? I have to say, that was just, they couldn't have predicted that. But when big brands are in the spotlight, there is a lot of risk because people are haters. Yeah. They just always want to complain. You're you so know? right. Yeah. So speaking of that, I mean, I think we should
0: evaluate some of their other marketing choices and we should decide for ourselves. I mean, super fan or not, as marketers, we have to be objective. Like, how is Peloton doing with its marketing in general? Have they made great choices? Have they failed a few times? We're going to talk about it all. All right. But we got to start at the beginning. Peloton has clearly reached insane popularity since it first started in 2012. And that was when the company was concepted. Yeah. It actually first launched its bike, like I said, to the public in 2014. So for two years, it was like R&D and we'll talk about that. But it seems like everyone has a Peloton now. Oh, everyone. I mean, I don't even know any of the people in my, one person in my close friend group, not the group with us, but like my mom group with my kid's school doesn't have one.
1: One person. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: Joe Biden made a splash by causing somewhat of a headache for his security detail when he wanted to move his Peloton bike into the White House with him in January 2021. Besides the Prezi, other superfans who openly proclaim their obsession without being paid for any kind of endorsements include people like Miley Cyrus, Sierra, Lizzo, David Beckham, Ellen DeGeneres, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Hudson, Alicia Keys, Hugh Jackman, Venus
1: Williams. I mean, and Melissa Dijon-Filippo. And Melissa Dijon-Filippo. I mean, the, I mean, shit, this girl had so many free Peloton like outfits and I get so pissed. She's I, like, um, I got another code because someone else bought a bike. I, mean, I she have was referred like the influencer. I have referred
0: 45 people and when Peloton first started, they didn't give $100 credits to the store for a referral. They gave you three months free their first year. Oh, smart. And so I didn't pay for membership for the first, let's call it, year and a half. Hmm. Um, and I've referred 45 total. I have never paid for a single piece of Peloton gear, and I own no less than 27 pieces. I know. <laughs> between sports bras, leggings, and shirts. I mean, that's $4,500 approximately in gear. Yeah, that's awesome, though. And I've gifted a lot of it away. I mean, yeah. I've given some credits. But yes, I mean, I am a little bit of a micro-influencer for I have Peloton. to say, though, they
1: are, they are slacking in their gear lately. They need to step that up. It, be,
0: it might be the supply, supply chain. chain. Oh, get it together. I'm so sick of that word. I know. <laughs> Anyways, you know, it all started in 2011 when now CEO John Foley was an exec at Barnes & Noble in New York City. Are they? They're like barely around anymore. There's one Barnes Noble in Desert
1: Ridge. I know. It's
0: weird. Anyways, he was in his early 40s at the time and he was married with two young children and his job was demanding to say the least. He was working all the time, like a typical New York City bigwig exec. And he literally could not find a way to regularly match up his insane schedule with the not-so-accommodating schedule of his favorite studio cycling locations. Yep. So he also noticed that what really seemed to draw people to, like, the pricey cycling classes that he was taking, and I bet you it was SoulCycle. I mean, that's, like, what dominates New York City, was, like, a favorite instructor or a well-promoted music playlist or, like, collaboration. It was much more that than, like, the brand of the studio itself that attracted the crowds. So he wondered, could there be a way to make this more accessible to everyone? And... He had an idea, and he pitched the concept to his colleague, Tom Cortese, and he thought with a little technology and some creativity, they could give people the full experience of working out in a high-end studio cycling class right from their own home. And Tom must have jumped on board very fast because Peloton Interactive was founded just a few months later in January 2012. And I love that it's Peloton Interactive. Me too. The company originally raised 400 grand in seed money just a month after its founding, and then another 3.5 million by the end of 2012. And then it turned to Kickstarter and sold its first bike in 2013, which is probably like a janky version, you know. And it didn't sell very many of those, but it was just to test it. And it was an early bird price of 1,500 bucks. So today, Peloton has two versions of the bike a basic version which is again around 1500 they just lowered the price recently oh, wow. so it's 1500 and the bike plus which is 2500 and that one has a larger screen and you can like turn it so you can do the bike boot camps there okay it also has a treadmill which sells for 2500 bucks as well And a huge library of on-demand content featuring almost any workout you can imagine. It has strength classes, meditation, dance cardio, bar, yoga, running outside. Boxing now. Boxing. Oh, I'm so excited for boxing. I know. I've been too sick to try it. I'm so excited. Oh, I was going to do it the other day, but it looks awesome. Oh my God, I'm so pumped. So now let's dive a little deeper into some of its marketing. Peloton has been called all the things. The Netflix of fitness. The Apple of fitness. Everyone's compared to the google or the apple or the uber or whatever and they have then but truly they kind of are i mean yeah. they pair on demand live streaming trainer-led classes with a group fitness environment with really awesome equipment like high quality equipment oh yeah i mean I, my bike i love my bike i just got the new bike plus i got my first bike it was the first generation of the bike in 2015. the screen had been upgraded That's it for the new technology. Perfect condition, over a thousand rides. And I just upgraded and traded it in and like paid a little bit more for the bike plus. Like I think I deserve it after five or
1: six years. Yeah, I think I'm going to change mine up.
0: Yeah, it's time. Obviously, fitness equipment has been sold on cheesy infomercials for years before Peloton came around. So like why has it just dominated as a household name so quickly, especially when brands like NordicTrack and Total Gym have been doing it for decades? So remember these Chuck Norris ads for Total Gym, Lex?
1: About the Total Gym. I can take it around with me on all my locations. As you can see right now, I'm getting ready to do a big fight scene. So I get a chance to work out on the Total Gym to pump up my muscles and get the blood circulating. So it kind of gets me pumped up. I mean, Chuck Norris. I wanted one of those so bad. You did? Yeah. My but, dad had one. It was lame. But I was too young and I couldn't afford it. So, but I would remember being like, God, I really would want one of those. But my parents had a Nordic truck and I almost killed myself like multiple <laughs> times on that one. God. I mean like the original ski one. That's so funny. Yeah.
0: Well, the long and short of it is that Peloton has a really solid direct to consumer business model and really amazing branding. Amazing. Amazing. Really solid branding. So despite the hefty price tag for the bike and the tread, Peloton has made us feel like we have to have it. Not only do we have to, that we can, that it's accessible. Typical exercise equipment is marketed like directly to gyms, like more B2B, right? Yeah. And then the gyms go and sell us a membership that we almost never use, like most of us at least. And then like I said, those late night infomercials are the other way that people sold exercise equipment, like, direct to consumer. And it never really, like, was that big of a thing. People just bought whatever brand for their home gyms if they had the money to have a home
1: gym. Yep. Right? Or, like, have one piece of equipment in their master bedroom. Now it's like, if you have a home gym and you don't have a Peloton, you're like, Who are you?
0: Who are you? Totally. I remember being directly targeted via Facebook ads by Peloton around Thanksgiving 2015. And I guarantee it was because… I had cycling and spinning all over my social media.
1: I mean, you and I practically lived at a spin studio. I think we had spin junkie as our, I think we still do. Like everywhere, in our in our our bios,
0: totally. I also was the right demo for Peloton initially. I was a mom of two young kids in my early 30s. I was a busy entrepreneur who valued health and wellness with a crazy busy lifestyle. And like I lived in an area that is a little more affluent. Right, Scottsdale, Arizona. So like they initially, their strategy was targeting people who could afford the bike. They didn't try to make it accessible to everyone. They wanted to get early adopters who could easily justify it. Yeah. Okay. So from the first minute I clicked on the ad to see more info, I was stalked by Peloton. I made my purchase decision in less than five days. And I called to make the purchase around Black Friday because it was a great deal. I actually initially tried to ask questions on the ads, which I hate people who do that now. Yeah, I know. But in 2015, Facebook ads were still like a little newer, Yeah, right? So like you would actually like ask questions on ads. And I also tried via Facebook Messenger and they never responded. They must have had a customer service team of like two at the time. I mean, they were a teeny startup, which was super annoying to me, but it did not deter me. So So I was like, I'm determined. I want this bike. I called, I asked all the questions um, and I bought the bike. And the branding, as I mentioned, is so good because the content is so good. The classes they produce are so good. That's the brand. That it's. I mean, they're a content engine. They, it's brilliant. That is what they are. And without that content, which is so amazing because of the dynamic instructors that they've hired from the start, from day one, they invested heavy in dynamic personalities and great talent, the brand just wouldn't have been what it is today. Yeah. I mean… Nobody talks about the Nordic Track bike instructors, not to mention the Bowflex bike or the Schwinn bike or the, is it Echelon bike? Echelon, I mean, yeah. They all now copy Peloton. They all have live streaming classes. I don't even know anything about those people. No, I don't one person. How much do you hear about Cody Rigsby? A million things or Robin Arzan or any of them. No one posts about the off brands, but Peloton, I mean, if I don't go a day without seeing, somewhat around 20 people in my feed posting about a class, a milestone, a new ride, a song, like an instructor.
1: It's like, what is going on? Well, do you know what? I actually pay for, we were talking about Spotify the other day. I actually just realized I do pay for Apple Music. You know why? Why? Because on the Peloton, when you like your songs, it only goes to Apple Music. No, it goes to Spotify too. Oh, Yeah, I I need to switch it. In the beginning, it was only... You can connect your Spotify. Okay, I need to connect it. But that's why I ended up paying for it because I would like all these songs. And I'm like, wait, why can't I listen to them? Oh, no. Yeah. Spotify too.
0: Well, they focus on producing high quality content and like hiring the best people from the start. And that investment paid off big time. And like you just said it, Peloton's instructors are a big part of their secret sauce and their marketing, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, the instructors are now celebrities. Cody... Rigsby, just competed on Dancing with the Stars and like almost won. I like know. he was in the finale, which is crazy. And they all have millions of Instagram followers. They're featured in People Magazine
1: like all the time. That's crazy. They have cult status. I know. I mean, I love Cody because I took the ride where he does the um, XOXO questions oh gosh, yes. and I just, you're riding, you're just cracking up. It's like a comedy club. You
0: too. feel like you're not working out sometimes. Yeah. And like Yes, if you take Cody's rides all the time, they're more chill and low-key. You're not going to burn as much, but like they're fun. It's great for a day when you need a little motivation because you don't have it. But then you can push yourself with Robin or Kendall or like they have something for everyone. Or if you want to like look at something really nice when you ride, take an Alex. Yeah. Take an Alex ride. I mean, literally, whatever mood you're in, you can find an instructor who can motivate you. And you feel like you know them,
1: which Uh, is really
0: funny. It is really weird. I mean, they're like approachable celebrities. I mean, if I saw one on the street, would I totally fangirl? Yes. But would I feel comfortable like being like, "Oh my god, I'm obsessed with you," a hundred percent? Like yeah. a regular celebrity, I would fangirl and be so nervous. Like I don't, I shouldn't be talking to them. Yeah. Right. It's just different. Also, Peloton has gamified the hell out of working out, and. They have removed the excuse for many people like yourself initially who were like, I have to be in a room motivated by other stinky people working out (laughs) around me, like looking at me, like that is important to me. That's not necessary with Peloton. You literally feel like you are competing either with yourself or with other random people on the leaderboard or with your friends. Yeah, You can build whatever network you want and only focus on competing with those people. Yep. It's insane. It is insane. It's unmatched. I mean, their entire customer experience is unmatched. And that keeps them on the top. yeah, Consistently. And along with all that, Peloton has really been uber smart about most of its marketing strategies. So, first, Peloton literally answers every single question you could have about the biker tread on its website. Like, there's nothing a customer has thought of as a concern or objection that Peloton does not directly bash or answer for you on its homepage. That's awesome. They think about it all. I mean, first off, the price tag is hefty.
1: Like yeah, twenty five hundred bucks for and a fifteen
0: hundred for the like basic one, that is not approachable for the majority of the population yet. Well, then it's like 40 bucks a month. It seems like everyone has it, right? Yeah. And they've totally fixed that by having 0% financing. And they market like you can own the bike for 39 bucks a month and then plus the membership on top of it. That 39 after a few years, it's paid off in full. Yeah, Anyone can afford that. Even that 39 plus the 40 bucks a month, call it 80 bucks a month or whatever, is less than like an Orange Theory membership. And you have everything you need in your house and you own it. You own the bike then, right? That is so smart. The website features customer reviews. It promotes how you can access and use the app for free before you buy the bike to try it out. And it shares like really big stats, like 70% of members work out more with the Peloton than they did before joining. And that's important because we all know, usually exercise equipment is like a very expensive clothing hanger for most people. Like most people traditionally
1: don't use it when it's there in their house, but Pelotons get used. I mean, it's so funny. I haven't rode mine like consistently because I've been doing the gym, but it also like makes you feel guilty. Like I'm like, wait, everyone else is doing it. I need to get on. Totally. And
0: you can actually get the bike delivered to your home and try it before committing for like a month.
1: Oh my God. Which is brilliant. so smart.
0: I mean, they have handled every objection without you even dialing a phone number oh. to speak to a person. So I bet their conversions are insanely high. And second, Peloton's digital media targeting is spot on. I mean, like we already said, that's how they got me initially before anyone I knew had a Peloton. And not to mention its word of mouth strategy and the FOMO that a person feels when all of their friends are talking about an instructor or doing a ride together or a milestone, like that actually, that FOMO and that word of mouth might rival every other
1: marketing tactic that they do. Oh, of course. Cause everyone, like they feel like I need one. I mean, think about how many people in our office bought bikes this year. I know it's crazy.
0: And we have one in our office that they can use for free, but they bought their own. They bought their own. I mean, people are proud of their Peloton. They want to post it. They want to share it. They want to wear all the gear. Like it is a cult brand.
1: I know, insane.
0: Finally, and most importantly, and the most fun for us is Peloton's videos and their ads. They smartly use videos to show people in action using their equipment. And they are promoting much more than just a bike or just a tread in these videos. They're promoting a lifestyle. Yes, Yes. they're promoting and selling a lifestyle. And they use these videos in all their digital ads, on social media, and in all the TV commercials that we've seen in recent years. And like you said, that lifestyle that they promote, that is where Peloton often gets roasted. The first major Peloton TV buy, let me paint a picture for you. You'll remember it. Spacious white room full of windows with panoramic views overlooking a forest oh, or yeah. maybe a city. Regardless, it is definitely a Peloton bike in a multi-million dollar mansion or a penthouse city apartment. And the riders, oh, the riders, they were beautiful people who barely sweat after taking a very hard 45 minutes <laughs> class. <laughs> they were immaculate hopping off the bike. I imagine they went into their sauna Had a breakfast delivered to them while blow-drying their hair, or getting their hair blow-dried by their... Oh, that life sounds really awesome. Sounds great. (laughs) I mean, it was the depiction of the Peloton lifestyle, perfect and for rich people. Okay. Or at least, that's what everyone and their mother took to Twitter with after the ads graced our TVs in 2018 and 2019. The Peloton was called a rich person's plaything,
1: and the (laughs) memes were everywhere, and I want you to read some of them for us, Lex. Okay. Okay. Okay, this one is hilarious. I had my carpenter build a $9,000 finished wood riser for my Peloton bike in my glass-enclosed Zen Garden home gym. (laughs) And it's like this fancy gym. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. I mean, it's literally a picture of the Peloton in like one of the ads. Oh, my gosh. I put my Peloton bike in the center of my panoramic living room window in my New York penthouse. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) When we visited my parents for Christmas, I had to put my Peloton bike right in the living room. They didn't have a home gym or a conservatory or anything. Ugh. And it's like this girl looking pissed off.
0: <laughs> I mean, they were everywhere. Like, there were so many memes, and Peloton just got roasted for like creating this. Picture of this rich person's lifestyle,
1: like the person. This one's funny. Peloton. I took my Peloton bike to Europe and used it on the balcony of our two thousand dollar a night Airbnb. And honestly, I felt like I was flying over London. You should try it. <laughs> yeah, because everyone can
0: do that. I mean, so hilarious. And obviously, like while in Peloton's early commercials, people hated on how the brand showcased that affluent lifestyle of its customers in their multi million dollar houses or penthouse apartments. The reality is, like you said, Lex, they're selling a lifestyle. But not just any lifestyle, an aspirational lifestyle, right? Oh my gosh. Like, do you want to see… The bike in a shitty little cramped apartment or a Midwestern Ohio basement surrounded by kids toys with an out of shape, stressed out mom in like dirty sweats looking (laughs) like a hot mess. No, you want to see the future like version of yourself, the the best possible version. You want to be sold into who you could be if you have the bike. That is advertising people. Like that is how advertising works. I get it. You have to balance it with, like, approachability. I mean, you can't just show this luxe lifestyle if you are trying to be approachable.
1: But you've got to show, like, an aspiration. Yeah, I agree. And I thought it made it, like, make people want it more. I mean, it was... I want to live in one of those Zen garden houses. Me too. God, that's like our next life. Yeah, please, please.
0: Well, check out this ad that came out um, right as we were coming out of lockdown. Peloton wanted to showcase that there is nothing like working out at home. And it hired independent agency Mechanism to showcase what the brand calls its member ecosystem or its community of users. Obviously, as the lockdowns were lifted, many brands were focused on like, the things that you wanted to go back out in the world and do. They were like, go back out and have normal experiences, live life normally. But Peloton really wanted you to remember that not all things have to go back to normal. I mean, working out at home is better for many people. And they really, I mean, they really wanted to push that because I don't know if you know this, but like during the pandemic, It was a bit of a blessing for them.
1: Oh, yeah. They probably skyrocketed.
0: When gyms closed, everyone who I knew who hadn't gotten a Peloton yet got a Peloton. And Peloton saw a 232% year-over-year growth in 2020. Oh, my God. I mean, it's insane. I'm sure they would have loved just a few more months of lockdown. They're, (laughs) like, praying for it to come back. Totally. But this 30-second spot showcases all of the amazing power that is packed into one Peloton membership. This
1: is what. Reach all the way up. <laughs> Check your vibe. It's time to grind, Peloton. Let's turn it up. Come on.
0: So the ad peeks into an apartment complex occupied entirely of Peloton users engaging in different activities from biking to yoga to dance cardio to like taking a quick jog with the app outside. And it really shows how versatile a single Peloton membership is. And it's a really solid ad. Yeah, like, it's awesome. They did a really good job with that one. Now, obviously, marketing the bike around the holiday season is prime time for so many reasons.
1: I mean… So many. I know so many people got a bike last Christmas.
0: Yes. Like, first of all, it's a pretty badass gift if you can afford to give it to someone or if, like, yeah. you get it as a gift or if you just buy it for yourself. Like, I treated myself to that…
1: Gift in 2015. I remember John next door was like, "It's not going to be here in time." He was freaking out. Like he just was like on pins oh, and needles because he bought it for Ashley. and, he, oh, and okay. it actually arrived oh, like good. right before Christmas.
0: Well, also like right after the holidays is New Year's, and we all know New Year, New You. It's like fitness craze. Everyone jumps on the fitness and health and wellness bandwagon, and it is open season for fitness companies oh like Peloton, right? I mean, it's not a surprise that Peloton always invests in a big holiday advertising push. Actually, in 2020, guess how much money the brand spent on its holiday ads? 10 million. $13 million. Oh super my gosh. close. Across all platforms. And 76% of that was dedicated to Facebook. Wow. Which is, just shows you their targeting is so, so spot fricking. on. And obviously, Facebook and Instagram are one in the same. Yeah. Right. So, in 2019, Peloton's holiday ad became the bane of the brand's existence, and that is the ad that you're talking about and we have talked about before. Again, go back and listen to our aviation gin, Ryan Reynolds episode number three. But that year, Peloton released an ad called A Gift Like No Other, a.k.a. the Peloton Wife ad. The whole ad revolved around a young, very fit, a.k.a. like, real thin, super skinny mom who was gifted an exercise bike. Actually, was she a mom? I think she was. Yeah. Yeah. Who was gifted an exercise bike from her husband for Christmas.
1: That's a nice gift. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's a nice gift. The ad followed her on her fitness journey and she documents her use of the bike with selfie videos. Like kind of like how every influencer documents their use of anything, right? She then, this is where the ad gets a little freaking weird, okay? Okay. She compiles all of those videos together into one big video compilation. And at the next Christmas, one year later, she sits her husband down on the couch and she watches the video with him. And she proclaims how much the bike has changed her and she thanks him.
1: Which, I mean, that is kind (laughs) of weird, but people are obsessed with their peloton they feel so good when they're using it skinny fat whatever body shape you're in i'm sorry that when people were shaming that ad it's like hey don't shame the skinny people who also want to work out and be healthy yeah. that's like i don't know i feel like body shaming can go both ways i right. felt like that was really stupid totally can go both haters ways. yes okay you ready yes now a
0: Peloton? It's the commercial for a trendy exercise bike that is head spinning. In the TV ad, the husband gives his thin, attractive wife a $2,200 Peloton bike for Christmas. All right, first ride. I'm a little nervous, but excited. Let's do this. She proceeds to document her use of the stationary bike with selfie videos. 6
1: a.m. Rising with the sun. That
0: was totally worth it. The following Christmas, the woman watches the videos with her husband. A year ago, I didn't realize how much this would change me. Thank you. Online reaction has been swift and overwhelmingly negative. Message received. Ladies, exercise harder, be thinner for your man, and then thank him for it. And this, the 116-pound woman's year-long fitness journey to becoming a 112-pound woman
1: is just ridiculous. Come on. (gasps) A Peloton? This comedian even shot her own parody. Okay, my first ride, I'm a little bit nervous, and rightly so, because my husband got me a... Workout bike for Christmas and that's rude. A year ago, I didn't realize how much this would change me, babe. I want a divorce.
0: Social media went insane over this ad. I mean, most people hated it. They called it sexist and elitist. And many people like you came to Peloton's defense. They were like, Maybe this husband just wanted his wife to be happy and healthy. Like also And mentally
1: like that's what I'm saying. Mental health is like if I just am pissed off or like and I do a fifteen minute ride. I feel like I'm good to take on the evening with my kids. Me Or even the morning. It's like... I don't work out to lose weight. No, I work out for my mental, like, stability. And, like,
0: for just the health benefits in general. But, you know, yes, for mental stability. I'm a psychopath when I don't work out. Uh, Me too. But it just didn't sit well with many. And even though, ironically, like I said, this (laughs) is exactly what influencers do. There's, like,
1: beautiful influencers who do the same thing on social media. That was a... People just want to hate to hate. They want to hate to hate. They want to just like make every excuse. I'm sorry.
0: I have to say Peloton did a good job. I mean, they paid attention to the backlash, even if they didn't agree with it, and they listened. And that's what a brand should always do. Listen, take a deep breath, be calm, and then think about how you're going to react. And they did prove to us that they know how to adapt and adapt very quickly. Since that ad, Peloton has released ads that feature actual Peloton users who represent a diverse range of races, ages, and body types. And yes, in a diverse set of types of houses. Yeah. So they've really caught a better balance now, and I think that has appeased most people. Yeah. Well, this year in 2021, the brand completely deviated from its normal ad strategy and created something with ad agency Adam and Eve DDB. And it creates a story around the infamous Christmas character, Scrooge, who has replaced his penny-pinching, grumpy, and mean demeanor for, air quotes, getting hella swole. Oh my gosh. Watch this ad, Lex. T'was the holiday
1: season and joy filled the town, except for Scrooge with his (laughs) perma-frown. The gift of a Peloton bike did touch his soul. Riding fast, flowing proud, getting hella swole. You can do it. I'm doing it. Was Scrooge a new man? Yeah. Oh, without doubt. When your workout's a joy, it's a joy to work out. See, even the Scroogiest people get happy on the Peloton. See, focus on mental health.
0: I Scrooge love it. Scrooge changed his attitude. I love the ad. It's cute, it's catchy, it's creative. And more than likely, I want to knock on all the wood here. It's not going to create any kind of controversy. I mean, unless Scrooge comes out to be some, I don't know, man whore, (laughs) which I don't think he is. But it's Peloton, so let's hold our breath. I mean, gosh. Still, it's a great ad, and it's a series. It's a series of ads. They have three of them, I believe, that are coming out or have come out. So, in all seriousness, and when push comes to shove, I believe that Peloton is crushing it. Oh, crushing it. I mean, the fact that every marketing move they make has people talking, good or bad. Brilliant. Making memes, making parody commercials. I mean, it's a reminder that they have so deeply infiltrated pop culture like no other fitness brand has ever before in the shortest period of time. Like Like insane. Good for them. Yes. Right? The stats don't lie. An independent survey done by Civic Science in 2020 found that only 28% of those surveyed had not heard of Peloton. Who doesn't know Peloton? I know, but if you think about that, if that's any microcosm, is that the right word? Yeah. Of the general population, if only 28% don't know about the brand, that's a lot of brand awareness. That's huge brand awareness. It's amazing. I mean, they achieved that awareness just really six short years after launching their first real bike and marketing push. Brilliant. That's crazy. And Peloton has somewhere in the ballpark of 5.9 million members, 2.33 million people subscribe to Peloton's Connected Fitness membership, and Peloton has more than 874,000 paying digital only subscribers. 134 million workouts are completed quarterly on Peloton. The brand spends somewhere in the range of $475 million on marketing annually. And today, the brand is publicly traded, like we said, and is valued somewhere in the ballpark of $13 billion. Oh my gosh. I mean, they're not super profitable yet. They spend a lot of money to acquire customers, but they're... Freaking killing it. And I am
1: proud to be a supporter of the brand. I am very proud to be a supporter of the brand. Actually, we should do one of our crazy rides on Christmas Day. We should. I'm like craving one of those. Melissa puts together these awesome rides and it's like a two hour ride and we have to jump from ride to ride and it's like. It's a
0: lot. I haven't done one in like about a year. It's It's probably kick my ass, but let's do it. Well, will it stick, Lex? It will stick. (laughs) It will. I want to know what's next, Peloton. I know. Just like, we got to keep watching because there's always going to be something. I mean, when, again, you said it in the beginning, when a brand is that big and it's going to attract lovers and haters and it's gonna be talked about all the time no matter what they do no matter what those haters gonna hate so let's just talk about a few of our sources indigo digital had a great article by trisha mckinnon all about peloton's marketing strategy there was a great fast company article from this november 2021 by jeff beer titled peloton's new christmas ad is just normal enough to make the peloton wife controversy vanish <laughs> Adweek's article by David Greiner from December of 21 titled, Ryan Reynolds just made an official Peloton ad about it's big and just like that moment. And Daily Dot had that great list of Peloton memes that Alexis read off. And of course, Wikipedia's
1: Peloton page was helpful as always. Amazing. Thank you, thank you. Happy New Year's week. We hope you can spend some downtime listening to our podcast and giving us some five-star reviews. Oh, real quick news. Spotify finally allows you to
0: rate. Yay. So if you go to Spotify, to our show page, and as long as you've listened to at least 30 seconds, which like if you're here, you've listened, click on the three little dots under our show
1: and you can hit rate. Give us five stars. Please, please, please. And have a wonderful New Year's week. Have a happy New Year's. Bye.